Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. My goal for the podcast is to help you live a better life in retirement by giving you the tools and information you need in a language that you can understand. And this is episode number 119. And on this episode, I wanted to talk specifically about my approach to retirement planning and why it's different than a lot of people's approaches. And by a lot of people, I mean not only financial planners, but I also mean listeners of this podcast. And that's okay. That That's certainly okay that other people have their own process when it comes to planning for retirement. But I want to explain mine and why, in my eyes, my way is superior to other methods that happen to be out there. And my motivation for developing this episode, again, this is episode number 119. If you're a new listener, that means there's 118 previous episodes on retirement planning for you to enjoy. So scroll back and find some of these previous episodes that may cover a lot of the information that you're looking for. But if you've been a listener for any time, you know that I offer 30-minute retirement coaching sessions to listeners. You can sign up for that on my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. On the homepage, you can't miss it. There's a link that says sign up for your 30-minute retirement coaching session. But I had one of those uh, with a podcast listener this, this past week. And the call, he had a lot of good questions, but the call didn't go as he had planned. And one of his main questions was kind of point blank. He asked me, based on our conversation here today and what I've told you about my situation, can I retire by the end of the year? And would you support that decision? So we're going to talk about this conversation I had with this listener, very, very nice guy, but there were a lot of things that he was missing in his planning. And before we jump into all that, I wanted to remind listeners to check out my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. You can sign up for your own 30-minute retirement coaching session if that's something you're interested in. And then also, there's plenty of free resources such as my retirement secret sauce, as well as my three steps to a retirement planning process. Check them out right there on the website retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. All right, let's jump into this discussion today talking about goals-based retirement planning. That's what this whole conversation is focused on, but it started with this conversation that I had with this podcast listener in our 30-minute retirement coaching call, which again, I make available to all podcast listeners. It's right on my homepage of the website. So let me first paint the picture of this coaching call with this individual. Very, very nice guy. He'd done a great job saving for retirement up until this point. He was a little concerned about the stock market pullback in this year, 2022. But overall, he felt like he was still in good shape to retire. So we were kind of going through, or he was explaining to me, you know, the numbers. I got this amount of money in my emergency fund. I've got this amount of money in my 401k, he even had a brokerage account, his house was paid off, he had all these things going for him. But during our conversation, as I asked him more and more questions to get a better idea of his situation, and more importantly, his goals, he didn't really have the answers that that most people have. And he sometimes was thinking to himself and kind of got quiet on the other end of the phone and said, 
you know, Greg, I, I really haven't taken time to really think about that. And then I ask him, well, what about your wife? What does she say? And he said, well, my wife, she thinks she's going to work forever. She's not convinced that we really have enough saved or will ever have enough saved to retire. And she thinks she's going to be working until she drops over dead. And she really hates her job because she's got this new boss that is just a jerk. She really used to like working for this company, but she can't wait until, you know, Friday comes because the weekends she gets to spend time with our grandchildren. We have a, a grandson and a granddaughter. So this guy, and like I said, this is a this super nice guy. He let me share his story without giving his name on this podcast for other people to enjoy and to learn from. But let me describe some of the questions I was asking this individual. I'll call him Tom. That's not his real name. But I said, Tom, so if you retire at the end of the year, the end of 2022, what are you going to do? How are you going to spend your time? If you're working 40 hours a week, your wife is working 40 hours a week, what are your plans? Do you want to travel? Do you want to work part-time? What are your goals? And it was it was kind of quiet on the other end of the phone. And then finally he came back with, you know, I, I just don't know. That's a good question. And then I said, well, what about your wife? What are her goals? What's her vision for retirement? And he said, well, maybe to spend more time with the grandkids, but I really haven't talked to her about it. On top of that, he had mentioned, Tom mentioned that they had two daughters. One of them had children and one of them did not. And so my next question to Tom was, what are your plans? What are your goals as far as financially assisting your adult daughters in any way? And maybe it has to do with your grandchildren. He mentioned he had two grandchildren. And the reason I'm asking these questions is many of our clients want to help fund the, the cost of college tuition for their grandchildren, maybe in whole or in part. Others want to maybe help with the purchase of a new car, the first car when, when their granddaughter turns 16 or grandson turns 16, things like this. Maybe it's uh, a gift for graduating high school or maybe a gift for graduating college. But his answer to that was, well, me and my wife really haven't talked about that yet. I also asked if uh, Tom and his wife were charitable, if they did a lot of giving or any giving at all, if that was something that, that was uh, a value of theirs. He said yes, but in retirement, he was under the impression that that giving would go down just to be able to make their retirement work. And of course, my response to that was, well, if that's a goal of yours, we make it work. We plan ahead. Because the goals are the target. The goals are, are what we're shooting for, right? How do you know if you're ever going to be successful if you don't have goals that are well thought out ahead of time? And so I will argue that the process that I've developed as far as retirement planning is all goals-based retirement planning. Once I know somebody's goals, and, and Einstein said he can figure out the hardest problems in the world in five minutes, but he would spend four minutes figuring out the questions to ask. And the questions to ask about your retirement planning are, what are your goals? As specifically as possible, can you tell me what your goals are in retirement? So this may shock some people, but I told Tom, I said, you know, Tom, I do not give you my blessing to retire at the end of the year because you haven't really figured out what your retirement goals are. You and your wife have not sat down. You're not on the same page at this point, and you really need to sit down 
Talk about what your goals are in retirement. What do you want to accomplish together? What's most important to you? You don't just retire and say, okay, we've got X amount of dollars. I can live on X amount of dollars and and make this work. It's got to be more than that. Because what's going to happen is if if you do that planning and you forget about all the goals that you have, you're going to get into retirement a couple of years and then you and your wife are going to say, hey, you know, we always had that goal of having that condo in Florida. We always wanted to travel. That was always a goal of ours. We always wanted to take our grandkids to Disney and help pay for their college education. We always wanted to volunteer more in retirement and really enhance the giving that we were doing in retirement because that's a value of ours that that gave our lives so much meaning. And there's other people out there that have goals of working on something they love in retirement, something that they're exceptionally passionate about. And maybe it's only in a part-time capacity. So as much as we want retirement to be a quick math problem, okay, I've got enough money to live on now, I can retire and then I'll figure out what I'm going to do later on. Please don't do that. I have an episode called the, The Two Types of People That Fail at Retirement. It's episode number 99. I'll go ahead and link it in the show notes so you can enjoy it. Out of 118 previous episodes, it comes in as number six by most downloads. So apparently a lot of people have enjoyed that one. So my best advice is really to come up with that vision with your spouse. It has to be in coordination with your spouse and his or her vision because what's important to us might be a little bit different and both spouses get an equal say in what that retirement vision looks like. And some people ask, well, you're talking about this vision. Why is this vision so important to you? Why do you have to start there? Well, if you were starting a company, it starts with a vision. And how do I know that? Well, look, look at all the Fortune 500 companies out there. Virtually all of them have a vision statement, and they put it out, out there online. I just pulled up as an example what Costco's vision statement is. Costco's vision statement reads like this. A place where efficient buying and operating practices give members access to unmatched savings. Isn't that good? They put it right out there as a, a vision statement. Hey, this, this, is, this is what we're shooting for. Walgreens and CVS, both of them have fantastic vision statements. Now, you may like Walgreens over CVS or vice versa. It doesn't matter, but CVS's vision statement reads like this. Help people to live longer, healthier, happier lives. Isn't that good? Just straight into the point. Walgreens vision statement says, be the first choice for pharmacy, well-being, and beauty caring for people and communities around the world. And one more, Lowe's, a company everybody knows. Lowe's vision statement is, we will provide customer-valued solutions with the best prices, products, and services to make Lowe's the first choice for home improvement. They want to have the best prices, the best products and services, so you think of Lowe's first when you think of home improvement. Isn't that great? So all the decisions that those higher-ups, those executives and decision-makers make at Lowe's is based on that vision statement, the goals of the company. Is what we're deciding on and the decisions we're making, is that helping us get closer 
to our goals or farther away. And what's neat about these companies is is they actually post their goals, their vision statement on the wall so all team members can see, hey, this is what we stand for. These are our goals. So getting back to our podcast listener named Tom, my advice to him, like I said previously, was to put off this decision on retirement and figure out what your goals are, what your wife's goals are, and start from square one. And how can you do that? Well, I have three resources that that I make available on my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. A lot of people have downloaded these three steps to the retirement planning process. Step number one is the retirement blueprint. You can download that, fill it out with your spouse if you're married, if you're single, fill it out by yourself, and really nail down on what this dream retirement looks like. What do you want? You got to figure out what your goals are and what you want out of retirement first. Step number two is just our budgeting tool. That's figuring out, hey, what's this going to cost us month in and month out based on the goals that we have? Again, some people have goals of, hey, we're going to travel. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Maybe you're going to you're going to buy a condo in Florida. Maybe you're going to buy a condo if you're in St. Louis, Missouri. Some people want to buy a condo or house at Lake of the Ozarks. Maybe it's a vacation home somewhere. Maybe you want to buy an RV or a camper. And I tell people, hey, don't, I can give you ideas, but this is something you're going to have to figure out on your own. Figure out what your goals are, what's most important to you. It starts, for some people, just with a whiteboard and writing all these things down. There was a story that I love. There was this famous surgeon that was being honored at this dinner. This was years and years ago. And there there was this orchestra that was there. And, you know, during the break, the surgeon went up and was talking to one of the musicians and he played the trumpet. And the guy playing the trumpet, the musician said, man, it's it's an honor to be here and meet you, uh, doctor. This is such a fantastic event. We're so happy to be part of. And the surgeon was talking to him and he said, yeah, I've been a surgeon for 40 years. I've won all these awards and it's been great. I've won all these awards. I've done a great for the medical community, but I got to tell you, there's nothing like playing the trumpet. So what does that tell you? That tells you that's what he was most passionate about. He didn't follow his passion. But in retirement, what could he do? He's got this time now, this extra time. He can follow that passion. He can take lessons, trumpet lessons. In retirement, he can learn from the best. Plus, in retirement, he'll have a lot of time to practice. He can really, really make that his goal or one of his big goals in retirement and just go with it and follow his heart. It's all about vision and how you see things. There was a story I heard recently. A guy was walking down the street and saw a construction site, and there were three guys there working. And he asked the first guy, what are you doing? And the guy said, well, I'm earning a paycheck. He asked the second guy, what are you doing? And he said, well, I'm I'm digging a ditch. And he asked the the third guy, the last guy there, he said, what are you doing, sir? And the last guy said, I am helping build an incredible cathedral. Isn't that a great story? It's all about the vision that you have, why companies put their vision statement out there. Well, it's well known why they do that. So I want to tie up and kind of wrap up this discussion today with, you know, this podcast listener named Tom. Tom didn't have the vision. Without the goals and the vision for retirement, I can't advise anybody 
to be able to tell them whether they can retire or not and, and whether their retirement plan is going to be a success if they haven't put the time in in the beginning to realize and to dream what are the goals that we're shooting for in retirement. Because we all want a retirement that's fulfilling and meaningful. And you can't have that without goals ahead of time. And the other mistake that Tom was making was him and his wife were not on the same page. Again, I mentioned that he said she was thinking she was going to be working till she dropped over dead. He also said that really she didn't have an interest in the finances. And he kind of did that all, all on his own. You know, he had an account, I believe a, a brokerage account with Charles Schwab, and he had they both had 401ks. And that's the that's one of the biggest mistakes. I think I've mentioned that probably countless times on this website. A big mistake that I see for the people that want to be their own financial advisor is that's okay. It, that's perfectly okay. But each spouse must be equally involved in all those decisions. And you've got to be on the same page. You've got to discuss what your goals are. If one spouse is running the show, what happens if something happens, unfortunately, to that spouse? Whether, whether it's an accident or maybe their health declines or something like that. I have seen that happen more times than I care to count. Typically, it was the husband that passes away first and he was kind of making all the financial decisions. And the wife was completely left in the dark about all the planning that he had been doing outside of her knowledge. Something happens to him. Maybe he gets dementia or Alzheimer's. Heaven forbid, of course. But then she's kind of left in the dark with all the planning and she's picking up the pieces. And it's an emotional journey. Believe me, I've seen it time and time again. You don't want to put your spouse in that situation. And what happens is, is all the planning up until that point just completely falls apart at the seams when that happens. And it's normally the, the gentleman out there that will say something to me like, oh, my wife doesn't need to know, you know, our plan for retirement. She just needs to know that we're okay. I would beg to differ. She needs to be involved. She needs to know what's going on. I had a, a client who's a, a widow called me unexpectedly one day when her husband passed away and said that her husband had been pumping her gas for the last 50 years would I go with her to the gas station to show her how to pump gas? That's a true story. Now, she knew she was going to be okay because we had the retirement plan and she was involved all along. But for the other things like pumping gas and going to buy a new car, she never had to do that. So I tag along whenever she needs to buy a new car to make sure she's not getting taken advantage of. So in closing... If you're planning for retirement, some of the best advice I can give you is make sure you have your goals spelled out very, very clearly and what your vision is for retirement. And then and only then can you start to put together the pieces, the financial pieces of the puzzle to say, okay, what resources do I have? How do I make this work in the most tax efficient way? Because if your plan for retirement is sitting on the couch and watching TV, Believe me, you're not going to have the meaningful retirement that you should have. And I get it. Some people, after they retire, they're just kind of burnt out and they, and they want to relax maybe for a week or two or maybe a month. But what do you do after that? Think about what your goals are and get that figured out ahead of time. So my approach to retirement planning is goals-based and planning-driven. But notice the goals-based 
portion it comes first. Then we go into the planning. That's what drives your actions and all of the decisions you have that you're faced with. And I'm telling you, years ago, I had a guy that, that said, I asked him, what are you going to do in retirement? And he said, well, I'm going to play golf five days a week, maybe six days a week. And his wife just rolled her eyes. And I asked, what are you going to do in the winter? And guess what? He didn't have an answer for me. So your goals cannot be service level. You've got to dig deeper. You've got to get to the heart of the matter, what your goals and what your visions are, and talk it over with your spouse. I hope this episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast has been helpful. If you have questions, visit my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The SmartVestor program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor SmartVestor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra FINRA, SIPC.